Hey everyone, welcome to the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Tabitha. Over the past few years, our little family has lived the Disneyland lifestyle. As an ex-cast member, Legacy Annual Pass holders, and Disney Vacation Club members, we've been surrounding our lives with Disney. We'll be your one-stop shop for Disneyland and Walt Disney World history and trivia, and all the insider information you could ever ask for on merchandise, food, shows, attractions, and everything else you should know about the parks. Our goal is to bring a little magic to your ears each week by sharing our Disney journey with you. This This is Magic on Main Street. Welcome to the show, everybody. Yo, 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 yo. This is always like Yo, yo MTV raps when we start <laughs> yeah. the show. Welcome to episode, who knows? One trillion. 31. Point 0.75. Three of season two. Oh my gosh, it's already three? I know, crazy, right? <whistles> We're doing it. Big yikes. Big yikes. <laughs> Anywho, I'm Sean. I'm Tabitha. And this is the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'd like to also introduce our f- lovely little child, Kenzie Lee, who's going to be doing Hidden Mickeys with the Kid. Uh, we also have DinoProc95 on Instagram. <laughs> Daniel Proc. Uh, he's on the other side of the screen. We anyway, got to see him. We did get to see him. For the first time in forever. We had the whole <laughs> crew together uh, this past weekend for touch of disney and it was so much fun and yeah it was great it was great got the band back together we did get the band (laughs) back together so yeah we did go to touch of disney it was a lot of fun we had a lot of food so we're going to talk about that today we also have a lot of news tons going on with the parks reopening so we're going to discuss that and then all kinds of things just going on at walt disney world disneyland in disney um yeah so why don't we just get right to it? Kaylin, take us into the show. Magic on Main Street Podcast. Perfect for Disney fans. Magic on Main Street Podcast. Talking about Disneyland. Magic on Main Street Podcast. For when you're making your Disney plans. Magic on Main Street Podcast. Sean and Tabitha will be right back. They're back. We're back. Bing. Bing bong. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, lots to talk about this week, but I want to kick off the show with shout outs. I want to thank our dear friend for his generous donation and becoming a Patreon subscriber. Thank you, Jeff Meggs. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you so much. <laughs> no, 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 no. I gave him an I opportunity don't. to like, really suck up to me this week. I asked him who he loved more. He said you. I love you. And then when he realized it was me, he said Kenzie. <laughs> so, you know what, Jeff? Thanks for the donation. But you know what? We don't need you. <laughs> That's not true. We don't do need that. you. <laughs> love you, buddy. Uh, also, want to say a very happy anniversary to our dear, dear, dear friends, Kaylin's parents, Brad and Katie. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, you uh, guys. They are just the most handsome couple. Bradley Uppercrust. Bradley Uppercrust the Catherine third. And Matilda. Catherine Matilda. <laughs> um, happy anniversary, guys. We love you so much. And now that everything's kind of getting back to normal, maybe we can, I don't know, 
hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Happy anniversary. Lots of celebrity birthdays. Brad Garrett, who is, uh, he has a lot of voices. Um, he was also in Everybody Loves Raymond, but he sings one of my favorite songs from Tangled. I've got uh, a dream. Oh. Yeah, he's so great. I didn't know that was him. Mm-hmm. You learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Though he does like breaking femurs, you can count him with the dreamers. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Haley Mills, my childhood crush, just a wonderful, beautiful woman. Rick Moranis, David Tennant, Melissa Joan Hart, and James Franco. Wow. Happy birthday to all of you. Now for the people that we actually know or, you know, care about. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to Sherry, Silly Sherry One. Uh, we've known you for so long. Many a year. Many a year. Uh, so happy birthday. Hope you have just a, a wonderful year. And one of our little our little Wonderlanders kiddos is growing up. Oh my gosh, I hate it. Val turns 20 this week. Mm-hmm. I know, Val, you were such a little baby when we first met you. I don't and now like you're this. just a grown woman and we're so proud of what you've become and you're so beautiful and so kind and we just love you and happy birthday. And last but certainly least. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> happy birthday to Phil. Filiberto. Phil Burrito. Happy birthday, buddy. Um, you're an ever-growing pain in, pain our, in our butts. Patootie. <laughs> just but kidding. You're... You're selfless and kind, and you've made Disney so much fun to be at. So thanks for and being have here. created so much magic you've created for so much us magic. and our kiddo, you and have. it's just been amazing. I love you very much, and you already know that. So happy birthday to all of you! Uh, and on that note, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Sherry Valenfilberto. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Woo woo. All right. Up next, this week in Disney history. It's time for this week in Disneyland history. We talk about things that happened in the past. For Mickey Mouse is found with the United States Patent Office. Oh my. That is just the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> I don't even remember why it happened. Because I was doing a. We no, were, I, I, I remember that, but why it got turned into an actual jingle. Because of our buddy DinoProc95 <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what we didn't do. Rap horns. I'm going to put those in. <laughs> How about right here? <laughs> anyway, silliness. <laughs> All right, lots to talk about on the show today. This week in Disney history, man, a lot. Way back in 1914, Disney legend Betty Lou Gerson, the narrator of Disney's 1950 classic Cinderella and the voice of Cruella de Vil in the 1961 101 Dalmatians, is born in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yet another celebrity birthday. Happy birthday to you. In 1938, Walt Disney is awarded his very first honorary degree, which is a Master of Science degree from USC. That's amazing. It is amazing. I'm kind of jealous. 
1946, Academy Award-winning actress Haley Mills is born. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, she was actually born Haley Catherine Rose Vivian Mills in London, England. Walt Disney's wife first saw 12-year-old Mills in the movie Tiger Bay. She arranged for Mills to meet Walt Disney, and the result was her American film debut in Pollyanna, which earned her a special Academy Award. Also a Golden Globe Award winner, her Disney credits include The Parent Trap, as both Sharon and Susan, uh, In Search of the Castaways, Summer Magic, The Moon Spinners, and That Darn Cat. I love That Darn Cat. (laughs) The success of the song Let's Get Together, which she sang in The Parent Trap, also led to the release of a record album on Disney's Buena Vista label. During her six-year run at Disney, Mills was probably the most popular child actress of the era, Because she was adorable. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, she was pretty cool. In 1953, actor, comedian, musician, screenwriter, and producer Rick Moranis is born Frederick Allen Moranis in Toronto, Canada. You'll know him from Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, which used to be a show at Disneyland, all kinds of cool stuff. He's hilarious. Love the guy. Happy birthday. Uh, In 1964, lawyer Robert Foster leaves New York bound for Florida. Representing Disney, he is to begin land purchases in the Orlando area for a new theme park. He uses the name Robert Price to keep his identity a secret. Sneaky, sneaky. I know. Also in 1964, Disney's Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln exhibit passes testing at WED headquarters in California. It's now ready to be flown to New York for the World's Fair. Pretty cool. 1971, on this day, the last of 337 concrete beams completes the six-mile-long monorail transportation system for Walt Disney World, which will open that following October, or that October. The first Marlin Marietta Mark IV monorail is also lowered onto the beam. Since 1969, 10 monorails have been built by Martin Marietta for Walt Disney World with a design developed by Imagineer Bob Gurr. The legend. The legend. In 1983, the Disney Channel, which is a paid TV network, first airs at 7 a.m. with a program titled Good Morning Mickey. Other programs this day include Mouser Size, Welcome to Pooh Corner, a Mommy and Me theme show called You and Me Kid, and a game show titled Contraption. Only airing 16 hours a day, the channel will later expand to 18 in April 1984. In December 1986, Disney Channel will commence full-time broadcasting 24 hours every day. That's crazy. I know. In 1991, the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater restaurant opens in the Disney MGM Studios, which we had a chance to eat at. We're going to talk about that on our um, Hollywood Studios episode Mm -hmm. coming soon. Uh, So like a night at the old drive-ins, servers at the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater restaurant bring food to vintage 50s convertible tables as guests watch 50s and 60s sci-fi and monster flicks on the big screen. It's a pretty cool place. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. I was like, after that day, I don't think I drank enough water and I was like super nauseous and I didn't eat any of my dinner that night. I, I ate know. like three bites. So I was like super bummed that like I didn't get to enjoy it. Yeah, jam packed <laughs> days. Fast forward to 1994, Disney's first stage show, Beauty and the Beast, a new musical, officially opens on Broadway at the Palace Theater with Tom Bosley as Belle's father, Maurice, Terrence Mann as the Beast, and Susan Egan as Belle. In 1998, the Disneyland show Festival of Fools gives its last performance. I don't even remember that. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I think I saw it once, but I don't even think I saw it. I think I saw like it going on, but I didn't like watch the show. Gotcha. Don't think I ever saw it. Hmm. 2002, in an area of Disney World's Animal Kingdom featuring the new attractions Triceratops Spin and Primeval Whirl has an official grand opening. 
In 2007, a special event to celebrate the first Imagineer, Roger Broggy's window on Disneyland's Main Street, which actually took place on March 30th, occurs at Walt's Barn in Griffith Park, California. Roger's son, Michael, who is a nationally recognized authority on the life and legacy of Walt Disney, attends with a copy of his father's window. Uh, if you don't know which window this is, so right above the Main Street Magic Shop, just up to the right, you're going to see a window that says, Can Do Machine Works, and it lists Roger Broggy as the advisor to the magic makers. Aww. Yeah. And for Earth Month, uh, this is Earth Month, so I thought this was worth noting in 2007, Disney announces that Disneyland's fleet of antique passenger trains have been converted from diesel to biofuel. The switch saves as much as 150,000 gallons of diesel fuel each year, while potentially reducing carbon dioxide emissions by up to 80%. That's awesome. Doing their part. Mm -hmm. Love it. 2008 legendary Disney animator Ollie Johnston passes away at age 95 in Washington. He was actually the last surviving member of Walt's Nine Old Men. Johnston's 43-year career at Disney included such classic features as Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Bambi, The Three Caballeros, Song of the South, Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, The Rescuers, and The Fox and the Hound. <laughs> and Roy Disney, uh, Roy E. Disney was uh, noted as saying, Ollie was part of an amazing generation of artists, one of the real pioneers of our art, one of the major participants in the blossoming of animation into the art form we know today. A huge influence in the world of animation, so sad day in Disney history. Yeah. In 2010, the world premiere of the Disney nature film Oceans takes place at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood, and it would be released on April 22nd. And last, in 2016, Disney's California and Florida theme parks break ground on their highly anticipated attraction, Star Wars Land. Eep! Yeah, that was a good week. Up next, the news. This just in. Breaking news. News, news, news. All right. A lot of news. So much news. I know, it's crazy. So, um, for Disney... This was a pretty weird thing to see, but uh, maybe a real lightsaber? Yes. <laughs> so Josh DeMauro was making an announcement, and at the end he had a picture of him holding a lightsaber, and he said, by the way, this is real. Um, so people have been breaking it down. People have been going nuts over this. Um, and all that said, Disney has not yet announced how these real lightsabers will be used in the parks, but it is possible that they'll be part of a some immersive experience with the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser hotel experience. I want that to be around now. I know. Or it could be Ugh. something, you know, that you do in, in Galaxy's Edge, something to do with lightsabers. But yeah. pretty cool to see, you know, people are thinking about it. How do we make this thing real? Mm -hmm. Pretty neat. All right, Walt Disney World news. Animal Kingdom has a new addition to the Kilimanjaro Safaris family. Hazel and Linus, two of the Safaris' adult mandrills, welcomed their first baby Ivy to the world this past Saturday, weighing in between one and two pounds. Mama and baby can already be seen out on the safari and are adjusting well. It's so cute. So cute. She's the sweetest little thing I have ever seen. <laughs> mandrills are kind of creepy as when like they as they get older. Can be absolutely. If you don't know what a mandrill is, that's what Rafiki is. They're kind of terrifying. They look like they want to rip your face off, but the babies are super cute. <laughs> Effective right now at Disney World. Immediately. You may, <laughs> you may now take your mask off for outdoor photos. 
So the audio announcements throughout the park have been updated to reflect the new change. If you're taking any sort of photo pass photos that are indoors, you still have to wear your mask. But any of the outdoor photo pass locations, as long as you are stationary, you may now take your mask off. So cool. Yeah. What a weird like milestone. Yeah, you to be super excited about. Take a picture. Well, I'm super excited because that means our first like our first two trips, like those were mask photos, but like our first trip with our kiddo, like yeah, it's not going it, to be tainted with a mask photo. It sucks cuz like we've been like we've been safe. Like we wear our mask anytime we're around anybody, like no matter what. And so like when we were taking all those photos is like if even if it was just us, like I wanted to take the thing off because, like, all of our pictures have masks. It's mm-hmm. just, it looks stupid. But it's going to be one of those weird memories to look back on in like is, 20 years. Like, like remember, remember that, that plague? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, big change, really exciting. Uh, this summer will mark yet another big change for Epcot with the opening of the new flagship merchandise location, Creations Shop. The mouse gear name will come off and uh, to an end when the current temporary location closes in the coming months. Creations Shop features a bold, sleek design that creates a perfect showcase for the rich variety of items you'll find as part of your Epcot experience. As the artist renderings show, it will be an open, bright, welcoming environment with huge glass walls that allow sunlight to pour in. Disney is using color, materials, and light in new ways with some unique Epcot touches that connect back to the park's storied past while looking to the future. It looks like it's going to be amazing. It's a really pretty looking shop. We'll post some of the renderings that we found um, on our Instagram, but it looks like it, it just looks super light and airy and Modern, just so nice. much, yeah, yeah, so much sunlight going to be in that store. It's going to be really pretty. That descriptor of welcoming is actually very true if these are correct. Yeah. yeah. And I know a lot of people are kind of bummed out because people really enjoy mouse gear. It's going to be the same thing. It's just remodeled. Just a different way to shop. Yeah. Same stuff, different environment. Mm-hmm. Disney's Contemporary Resort is in the middle of a pretty big refurb right now that is set to be completed in September. Some large tan curtains um, were seen covering a lot of the interior balconies as they started those room for refurbishments. There's no details really on what the change is going to be, but a lot of people are speculating it's going to be the Incredibles overlay that was tested out in 2019. Mm. So more info on that to come. September is loud. not that. Yeah. Well, and we were watching, a, we because we watch other creators content all the time. Of so course. We, we were watching one the other day and they had commented on, because if you've been in the contemporary, it's all very open. You can see up to the floor so the sound of the refurbishment has been very loud so if you're staying at the contemporary anytime soon keep that in mind yeah and we say we we watch other creators i think that video was disney food disney food blog we love their stuff so shout out to them um and they get to travel a lot more than we do i want to travel (laughs) stupid work yep um so with the end of magical express Coming up soon, January 2022, Mears Transportation Group has announced Mears Connect launching in January to connect travelers from the airport MCO to different resort areas around Orlando. There's no details yet on pricing, but uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for that later this year. In the last episode, I think it was, that we talked all about Animal Kingdom Lodge and yes. what we were able to experience and stuff. Um, 
we had mentioned that the restaurants had been closed, but Mara at Jumbo House is now going to be open for breakfast and lunch. So the quick service restaurant be, will be open from 7.30 to 11.30 a.m. and then 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. So they serve a variety of things, burgers, flatbreads, really quick and easy things like that. Excited to try it. Me too. So an old favorite is back. Club Cool, hosted by Coca-Cola, will return adjacent to new Creations Shop in Epcot. The new space will celebrate Coca-Cola in a fresh new way while keeping the fan favorite experience that invites you to explore tasty drinks from around the world. This space will also have some new magic to bring the global experience of Coca-Cola to life. I was looking at some of the the images from the old Club Cool before the building got demolished in 2019. Yeah. Because this wasn't really something that we knew about, like, because as you guys know, we didn't go. No, we're faking it. Yeah, we didn't go to Disney World until last year. So a lot of that, the older stuff, like we, I don't even kind of know about it, but there was some really cool like Japanese sodas and European so Like it was really cool looking. Like I would like, I'm not a big soda person because it hurts my stomach. <laughs> you, you, if you know me, you know this. You know, you've heard the gurgles. If you've <laughs> so heard the show, if you've listened to our show, you've heard the gurgles. I don't burp. Leave me alone. <laughs> but I do like to try some cool sodas. I'm not out here drinking like bacon or ranch soda like some weirdos do. But <laughs> I want to try some adventurous ones from around the world. So I'm excited for that coming back. Yeah. Uh, in celebration of the April 22nd release of Disney Plus original series Secret of the Whales from National Geographic, artists recently carved a new sculpture out of 40 tons of sand at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. The intricate sculpture took two artists over 16 hours to complete and features a sperm whale, humpback whale, and narwhal inspired by footage from the series. I love narwhals. We will 100% be watching that show. Yes. I want, is the sculpture where they had that Raya? In That's the where last... the Raya one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it seems, you know, it's going to be ever changing. Us being experts at Walt Disney World now. Yes. <laughs> uh, it seems that that area just has a rotating sand sculpture. I enjoy it. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. While in town for performances of The Music of Disney on Broadway, Michael James Scott, who is known for singing You Ain't Never Had a Friend Like Me as Genie from Aladdin, and other stage superstars like Ashley Brown from Mary Poppins, Kissy Simmons from The Lion King, and Josh Strickland from Tarzan, uh, they all dropped by Epcot for some fun at the iconic spaceship Earth and some other popular park spots. You can see... You can she... (laughs) You can, yeah, you, see. <laughs> you can see some highlights of their visit on the Disney Parks TikTok page. So if you have that, definitely go check those out. Those are really cute. They have a good TikTok. I enjoy They've their been TikTok doing it very well. much. I've been doing a lot of TikTok lately. I recently became a celebrity. It's really weird. Uh, <laughs> that's not true at all. Um, but it's it's uh, they do a good job of uh, with their content. I'm really enjoying it. All right, so since Capture Your Moment launched last year at Magic Kingdom Park, Disney PhotoPass photographers have captured thousands of incredible moments, milestones, celebrations, um, proposals, all kinds of stuff. So, um, for those not familiar, Capture Your Moment is a personalized 20-minute photo session with a Disney PhotoPass photographer reserved in advance. I had no idea that this existed, and I'm so glad that I do now because I'm definitely going to book one when we're out there. Yeah, I had no idea this was a thing. Yeah, I know. So sessions can include up to eight guests and take place on or around Main Street, USA, where you can enjoy stunning views of Cinderella Castle. So obviously, the photographers there, they know all the best spots, and they'll work with with guests to determine which photo location is best for what they want to capture. 
Um, so to make it easier to book a capture your moment session starting today, whenever you're listening to this, you'll hear, you'll know about this now. <laughs> you can now search for available sessions and book online by clicking uh, on the website, or you can reserve your session by using the My Disney Experience app. So super exciting. Uh, I'm glad I know about this now because I really want to do something like this. I mean, why not have a photographer with you on, on a cool trip to Disney World? And to top it off, it's only 50 bucks. Dang. I know. I mean, you have to have your admission and everything, but $50 for an eight-guest session? That's still super cheap. Yeah, so... We'll definitely be checking that one out. In Disneyland news, the key of inclusion. This is big news that just came out of the parks today. There's a dress code update. So Disney Parks has updated its dress and style code for employees as part of a wider effort to make its employees and guests feel even more welcome at its theme parks. So a new initiative within Disney's Parks Division means cast members won't have to cover their tattoos and can style themselves in costumes that are gender inclusive. Uh, Now, tattoos has some limitations, just like most places. There's no way Disney's ever going to let you have like hand tattoos or face tattoos or neck tattoos. You know, that's just not going to happen. And, you know, you can be expressive with your hair without being too, you know, too wild with it. Um The company will also provide more inclusive products like costumes for people in wheelchairs, LGBTQ Mickey ears, and revamp attractions in the parks to feature more diversity. Uh, Josh DeMauro was heard saying, Moving forward, we believe our cast, who are at the center of the magic that lives in all our experiences, can provide the best of Disney's legendary guest service when they have more options for personal expression. Creating richer, more personal, and more engaging experiences with our guests. Pretty cool. Uh, One of the first things that every Disney cast member learns, and I remember this from my training, uh, when they join the team is the four keys. Safety, courtesy, show, and efficiency. These keys are guidelines for employee etiquette and are aimed at providing a seamless guest experience. So, for example, you drop your popcorn. There's going to be a cast member that's going to try to provide you with a new bucket and another one's going to clean it up. So, uh... Anyway, last fall, after 65 years, Disney added a fifth key, which is inclusion. I love that. Yeah. um, We want our guests to see their own backgrounds and traditions reflected in the stories, experiences, and products they encounter in their interactions with Disney, DeMauro said. And we want our cast members and future cast members to feel a sense of belonging at work. Uh, This one, you know, everything with Disney is controversial because we have the most crazy fan base in the world. Um, but you know, I did see some people that are kind of freaking out about it. Like Walt never wanted that. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, Walt also had a park in f- the fifties. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Walt, Walt's prime was the fifties and sixties. Yeah. Like, like of facial course hair, he wasn't going to want right. that. Facial hair was not allowed at Disneyland because facial hair wasn't widely accepted unless it was like a pencil mustache, you know? Yeah, everybody else was a hippie. Yeah, your hair couldn't be a long, you know, a certain length or else you were a hippie. Um, tattoos, an absolute no-no because they just weren't mainstream at the time. Mm-hmm. It just shows that Disney's growing with the times and mm-hmm. I'm happy that they are because, you know, why not? It's 2021, everyone. I feel like I say this so often, but Walt always said the parks will never be complete. Mm-hmm. And that includes the people too. Yeah. So... Good job, cast members. You got some freedom in your uh, your attire. Heck yeah. Don't take advantage of it, though. Don't look dirty. <laughs> you know? 
I don't know. I have tattoos and a beard. I can't talk. I was going to say, you look dirty all the time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Rude. Lots of news around reopening. Yes. Uh, ahead of Disneyland's opening on April 30th, uh, they will be launching a new website for guests with vacation packages that include hotel reservations and theme park tickets. The secure website will be accessible to guests through email or their Disney account prior to their hotel arrival. With the launch of this system, Disney will be phasing out manual packaging and delivery of these items to hotels in advance. Uh, guests with vacation packages for April 29th and later will receive communication regarding this new system five days prior to their hotel check-in. The new distribution process will include in booking online at Disneyland.com and via phone. Yeah. Uh, cast members are going to be receiving a bringing back the magic name tag for the reopening. I love that. Yeah. So when they open up later this month, cast members will be supporting an updated name tag. Uh, and all cast members will receive this name tag that has the bringing back the magic uh, moniker on there. And when they return, uh, they'll also receive a special keepsake box at a later date. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Keeping with that same cast member news, uh, cast members and their guests are going to be getting access to a special soft opening of the park that's just for them, which after everything that they've been through, I definitely think they deserve it. Yes, deserve it. <laughs> From April 27th to the 29th, Disneyland will be open to cast members and up to three of their guests. Uh, access to the park will be available to both active and furloughed cast members. The hub will soon allow anyone who qualifies to reserve their spot. So cast members, if you haven't already, be keeping an eye out for that. Yeah, and if you don't have anybody to fill it, there's two people right here that'll go with you. I will send you my phone number right now. <laughs> but seriously, though, I've been trying to get a hold of somebody in the media department at Disneyland. So if anybody knows anybody in that department, like, I don't want free tickets. Focus I just want up. access. Then I can talk about it to all you fabulous I know. Folks. I will pay. I'll pay for tickets. That's not what my worry is. I just want the information. (laughs) Anywho. There's also some news about uh, all of the distance character greetings that will be available when the parks open on the 30th. They're kind of everywhere. I mean, we could list them out, but I mean, it's, it's main street. It's, it's the main areas. It's going to be different though. Um, there's nothing in detail, but it's like, you may see Mickey and Minnie on main street. You may see, you know, so a lot of it is what you would expect. There's going to be like photos of you, you know, taking pictures of Mickey and Minnie behind you. Uh, if you went to touch of Disney, you would have seen this. Um, there were some opportunities where Mickey and Minnie were up on an elevated platform and you can take pictures in front of them so that they're standing above you behind. Uh, some are on balconies. They're using a lot of the spaces around to put these characters. We saw Chip and Dale in the woods, mm-hmm. uh, Donald and Daisy in the woods. So they're going to be taking advantage of all the space around. If you've been to Disney World at all recently, it's probably going to be the same sort of thing as that. Because like how we saw Chippendale at Touch of Disney was kind of how we saw Winnie the Pooh at Epcot. He was just running around in the grass with his little (laughs) net net. catching (laughs) butterflies. butterflies. Yeah. So Star Wars Rise of the Resistance was only open for about three months before Disneyland had to close. So a lot of people haven't been able to experience this attraction yet. But just like at Walt Disney World, uh, Rise of the Resistance will be utilizing a virtual uh, uh, virtual queue upon reopening. So 
everything that they were doing before, they're going to be doing the exact same thing once the parks reopen. It's going to be that virtual queue that you have to access through the Disneyland mobile app. Um, you may only experience the attraction by joining that queue. Uh, they'll have two different enrollment times, uh, usually first thing in the morning and then one first thing in the afternoon. I know for Disney World, it was about 7 a.m. and then like and 1 p.m. 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. Yeah, yeah. so... I'm sure they'll release more information on that later on, but same sort of process as it was before and how it is at Disney World right now. It's weird to think that they were only only open for three months. I know. I feel like we wrote it a lot for it only being open three months. I mean, we got on it probably like five or five, six times. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, it just seems but like then it was we got to write it once in November when we were there That's right. in, in Disney, Disney World. World yeah. Um, Haunted Mansion, which is my favorite. Uh, is getting a makeover, has gotten a makeover. Um, one thing you'll notice is the painting April to December, which depicts uh, the real-life horror of aging. It's a painting done by Mark Davis, and it's making a return to the attraction after have, having been removed when the Portrait Hallway was updated in 2005. So this is funny because there's a lot of people that like... It's kind of like that Mandela effect where they, they're like, wasn't there a picture of a lady getting old? <laughs> you know, And there was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it went away in 2005. Um, the surrounding area of that painting has been further filled out also as it was previously only utilized during the nightmare before Christmas overlay. In addition to the painting and a mysterious door, guests will notice a new statue of a cat. This is, yeah, it's a reference to an original idea for the attraction by Imagineer Xavier Atencio in Atencio's concept. The demonic cat would have appeared throughout the ride searching for a soul to possess. The cat had elongated fangs and one red eye as a reference to Edgar Allan Poe's The Black Cat. The cat idea was discarded before coming to fruition, but it has finally returned in its statue form. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, we saw the concept art for that when they had that Haunted Mansion anniversary exhibit Up by Great, Great Moments. Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So exciting. And uh, more details include new draperies and new props in the attic, including a dollhouse and trinkets belonging to Constance, the bride's late husbands. Um, also, in Madame Leota's room, a wicker chair is now floating alongside the musical instruments. Although it said the design is not pulled from the archives, it may be a reference to Imagineer Raleigh Crump's concept for the room, which featured a chair that would come alive. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're saying there's no history to it, but Kim Irvine had looked into this and she just kind of said, well, what makes sense? Why not a chair? Maybe something from the porch. Um, uh, you'll also see spiderweb flooring in the Haunted Mansion's entryway has been remade and the exterior of the building has been repainted with multiple shades of white meant to evoke shadows. So Ooh. cool photo opportunities, I'm sure. The Pet Cemetery has new landscaping, which includes catnip, toad lilies, and more plants themed to each animal. Guests may also notice a slight garlic smell near a skunk's tomb. Oh and finally, although there have been no changes yet, uh, it's been addressed that there's been calls to remove the hanging body from the Haunted Mansion stretching portrait room. Um, it's being discussed. It's something that they're thinking about. It makes sense. I'm surprised it's taken this long for them to remove it, because, I mean... It's a little bit of a touchy subject. So. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things where, you know, Disney's thinking more forward and they're trying to be more inclusive and more sensitive to people's feelings. And I think that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Something we've all been patiently or impatiently waiting for 
was finally announced. Avengers Campus at Disneyland Resort is set to open and recruit superheroes starting June 4th. I am so freaking excited. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> um, so as stated on the Disney Parks blog, superheroes assemble. As we've all been anticipating, I'm pleased to share that Avengers Campus, an entirely new land dedicated to discovering, recruiting, and training the next generation of superheroes, will open June 4th, 2021 at the Disneyland Resort. Yeah. It's going to be so amazing. A fully immersive land inside Disney California Adventure Park. You'll be invited to team up with the Avengers and their allies and live out your superhero dreams. Avengers Campus is comprised of several heroic locations, each hosted by a different Avenger to share their unique powers, technology, and knowledge with recruits. Yeah, there's a lot going on in there. And we talked about this when we were, gosh, way back before everything happened. Um, but there's really cool stuff you can do. So sling webs with Spider-Man and unite with the guardians of the galaxy. Uh, there's a, an area known as web, which is the worldwide engineering brigade. And it brings together bright innovators like Peter Parker, who have been assembled by Tony Stark to invent new technologies and equip everyday people to become superheroes like the Avengers. Um, so I, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but, uh, Tom Holland is actually Spider-Man in the attraction. That's amazing. Yeah. It's just like super exciting. Um, I don't know why I whispered that. I was just really excited. I couldn't even get my voice to work. (laughs) And this is going to be something that's perfect for all ages. Um, And then of of course there's guardians of the galaxy mission breakout, which you've already already experienced Um, tiny treats and massive meals from the PIM test kitchen. We talked about that in an episode. There's all these like funky shaped uh, and sized meals, huge sandwiches and all kinds of crazy stuff. So that's going to be a thing. And then um, I don't know if anybody remembers, but there was that whole talk about the Spider-Man animatronic that would be flying over the rooftops. Mm-hmm. That's still a thing that we have something to look forward to. Just a lot going on. And um, I'm really excited to get one of these little uh, spider bots from web suppliers. I'm getting the backpack too. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to get that. Uh, so stay tuned for more, but it's coming guys. It's, it's almost here. Just, uh, just a couple months away, we're at the we're at the home stretch. The I finish line wait. is within sight. Um, yeah, so good stuff. It is time to check into the magic. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so lame sounding? It was so lame sounding. Whatever. It was Sometimes cute. our notes are like really lame sounding. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I would say it like that, and then I start reading through it, and I'm, I'm like, like I would not say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. What I was getting at was Disney's Grand Californian is starting its phased reopening on April 29th. I wish we could go. I mean, I've been looking at the DVC calendar, so just pump the brakes. We might be going. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you're a DVC member, uh, Grand Californian reservations are paused as of right now, but they should be opening back up soon. The availability calendar is slim, but there are some days, especially if you are a local, that you may be able to pop in there. So definitely keep an eye on that. But um, if you already have a reservation for the Grand Californian, uh, there's some things that you need to know before your arrival. So check-in is going to be online before you arrive to the hotel. It'll save you time. It'll allow you to promote social distancing. Um, You can even check-in online up to five days in advance. That way, everything will be all ready. 
Um, a link to use the online check-in service will be emailed to you before your visit. If you don't have a Disney account, you'll need to create one at Disneyland.com to get started. Uh, definitely review the new health and safety acknowledgement prior to your arrival. This will be located on the hotel's Know Before You Go webpage. Spoiler alert. Wear a mask. Stay away from people. Yeah, that's basically it. it. <laughs> uh, once you arrive, if you've used the online check-in service and have agreed to receive text messages, you can receive a text message when your room is ready. You'll just stop at the front desk to pick up your key. For easy and contactless payments throughout your stay, you can pay for purchases at Disney-operated locations throughout the resort using your hotel room key with a valid credit card on file. Uh, other forms of cashless payment include debit cards, credit cards, Disney gift cards, and tap to pay cards. So check all of the locations for the different types of payment that they accept. Last. Oh, wait, no, it's not the last. Uh, another is download the Disneyland app, which will play a way more important role than ever during your stay. It's definitely encouraged to plan ahead. Use mobile ordering for any of your food and beverage purchases um, from select locations throughout the resort, as well as to check park hours, view maps, any other important updates. So be sure to download that. Turn on locations. Uh, no, locations. Mm, <laughs> turn on notifications and location services on your phone. And then the morning of checkout, no need to visit the front desk unless you receive a message or if you have a question, you will automatically be checked out for your convenience. They're making it real simple for you. Yeah. Also, wear a mask. Stay away from people. <laughs> literally, the summation of those five points was wear a mask and stay away from people. We should do a, a, a t-shirt. Wear a mask. Magic on Main Street podcast logo on the front. On the back, wear a mask. Stay, stay away, away from, from people. people. <laughs> I'm down. Easy I'll enough. make one. If anybody wants one, send us a message oh, on Instagram. Geez. Um, I'll just need your side and your color preference. Speaking of, I have a designer working on uh, merchandise for us <gasps> right now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let us know if you're interested. Anyway, back to the news. <laughs> There's a couple big refurbishments to talk about. King Arthur's carousel refurbishment is complete and reopening on opening day of April 30th. Uh, when they do open, you'll be delighted to discover a brightened version of the carousel sparkling with 14 karat gold leaf accents, vibrant details and bold colors. And each steed was hand repainted and more than 30 colors were used with each horse slightly different from one another. Riders, both young and young at heart, can look forward to finding their perfect mount among the 68 leaping horses. Ah, I, know. I can't wait. Also, Snow White's Enchanted Wish will open on April 30th as well. The attraction previously known as Snow White's Scary Adventures will feature brand new effects, including state of the art audio and visual technology including new music, LED black lighting, laser projections, smellitizers, and new animation system. Dang, we're bringing in the fifth sense? Uh -huh, what? Uh -huh. I mean, that's crazy. good because Snow White's Scary Adventures truly was terrifying. It was, it was, <laughs> I just, it was not my favorite attraction. I'm no, so you just, you, you died at the end. You just yeah. got freaking crushed by a boulder. Yeah, so um, the Timeless Tale comes alive in dazzling new scenes, including a dancing figure of Snow White joining the dwarfs in their cottage as the scent of a baking pie wafts through the air. Vibrant new shadow projections show the dwarfs as they march off to the mine, happily singing hi-ho, and the new lighting, glittering jewels, and shimmering effects make the mine sparkle. Guests then travel through the Queen's Den to see a new library of spellbooks, glowing potions and bubbling flasks toward the famous magic mirror. In the end, Snow White and her prince ride joyfully into golden sunset to live happily ever after. 
and I'm so stoked. I hope they bring a lot of what they put into the Mine Train ride. Yeah. Because that ride's beautiful. It is beautiful. And I feel like they're going to use the same animations and stuff from that ride. Yeah. It would make sense. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't either because it looks great. I wish it was a roller coaster like Mine Train. Same. I love Mine Same. Train. But, it's a fun ride. you know, g- taking one of my least favorite attractions and putting a s- new spin on it, all for it. Can't wait to see it. I know it's going to be amazing. There is a whole lot of information you're going to need to know about Disneyland's reopening when it involves theme park reservations and buying tickets. Because if you're listening to this as it's released, this happens tomorrow. Yes. And existing ticket holders have already kind of started their process. They were able to start, what was that, the 12th? The 12th. So if you already have a ticket, you should already have a reservation and you should be gung-ho and super excited. The rest of us who didn't used to have to have tickets. I know. (laughs) Paper ticket life. I'm just kidding. I don't. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to get a new system eventually Mm -hmm. and it's going to be okay. But new ticket purchases. So for those of you wishing to purchase a new ticket, sales will begin at April 15th. Tickets will go on sale no earlier than 8 a.m. So if you were doing that whole um, Touch of Disney ticket buying process, I'm assuming it's going to work kind of like that. We're going to keep refreshing the page. Suddenly a buy ticket option is going to pop up and you're going to get put into a virtual waiting room right. that'll put you in a place for the queue. We don't know that for sure, but that is what I'm assuming is going to be happening. And they're expecting popular dates to sell out fast. So if you're looking for like a holiday weekend or or anything like that, like don't get your hopes up. Fully expect for April 30th to be gone immediately. Immediately. Fully expect June 4th, 5th and 6th to be gone Immediately. immediately. Because those are going to be the hot dates at the start with the parks opening and Avengers Campus opening. Right. And there's no restrictions for the number of days you can book at a time, but guests will be limited to 10 tickets per reservation. Uh, and until further notice, only California residents are going to be able to purchase tickets. Okay. Um, so how do you make a reservation? If you have gone to Disney World at all in the past year, it's going to be similar to that process. You can't book a reservation unless you have a valid theme park admission ticket linked to your Disney account. This process is going to be awful, just so everybody knows. You're going to be mad. It's going to be frustrating. It's not the best system. and I Because I, you're going to buy your ticket for your specific day. That date's going to be gone and you're going to lose your mind. Yeah. So have a just few, expect it. Have a few dates in mind. Like, don't be settled on one day and don't be bummed if you don't get the opening day. And definitely take the time to research the five different tiered tickets that Disney is offering. They've already let it be known that if you purchase a tier one ticket, you're not going to be able to make any reservations for the higher tier ticket days. Right. But if you purchase a tier five ticket, 
you can make a reservation for any tier day that you find. Yeah, so we'll get to that in just a second. So if you don't have tickets, you're going to need to buy them first. If you have multiple tickets, you'll be booking. You'll have to create a party first. Then follow the procedures for booking a park reservation on the Disneyland theme park reservation system. There's a whole lot to it. <laughs> You're gonna. There's going to be questions that they ask you. They're going to confirm that there's no more than three households in your party. Right. There. This is going to be a process. This is not going to be like, oh, I bought my ticket. I'm showing up on this day. Like, do your research. We can we can only kind of explain so much because we don't know each of your individual plans. We don't know what days you're wanting to go, how many days you're wanting to go. So this is definitely a research-based project for everyone. <laughs> so here's some news and information on how you can do this the easiest way. So step one, log into your Disneyland.com account. Or make one if you don't have one. Get as much done as advanced as you can. Uh, this is going to be integral to you getting tickets. Step two, add your ticket to your Disneyland account. You'll need valid admission. Uh, you can buy tickets on Disneyland.com. Once you have your ticket, you'll need to add your ticket number to your Disneyland account so you can later use it to book your theme park reservation. You can find your ticket number under the barcode on whatever ticket type you have. Um, it'll be between 12 and 18 digits. So step three, you're going to create your party. Don't worry about it. It's not that big of a deal, but it is a step you have to follow. Uh, you'll have to enter your ticket numbers for each person in your party. Um, so just make sure you're paying attention. It's going to be frantic. You're going to be wanting to do this like as quickly as possible. Uh, but take your time. <laughs> make sure you know who your parties are. Uh, identify the ticket numbers that way you can assign everybody in your party and then step four is reserving your dates to Disneyland or California Adventure select a day in a park that you want to go if you have a park hopper ticket you're going to be able to switch parks after 1 p.m. if you don't you'll need to spend the whole day in the park that you selected first you're going to select an available day if you're lucky you'll see a symbol for both Disneyland and California Adventure under your preferred day that means the day is, is fully available uh, you might also just see the just one park icon, and that means that that day just that park is open. Uh, once a day is completely booked, a slash will appear through it, so you won't there won't be any surprises when you start booking. You'll know exactly what uh, is available. There's an icon with a castle for Disneyland. There's a uh, a wheel, you know, Mickey's Fun Wheel for California Adventure, and then the two together is both parks, and then the slash for no no reservation. So after you confirm your park, you're going to be asked to confirm that you're a California resident. Again, this is only available for California residents for the time being. Um, and then after making the necessary confirmations, you're going to be asked which email address you'd like a QR code sent to. When you enter the park, you're going to need both the QR code and your ticket. This is very important. Please, please, please remember this. After you've confirmed everything for your ticket and date, you're going to see a screen that tells you it's a success. Your park reservation is confirmed, um, and then you can view your reservations and uh, all that good stuff. So try to avoid any errors. Make sure you're going slow. Don't go too fast. Put in the right ticket number because this is going to be a process again. Um, and although Disney let everyone know that reservations would not be available until at least 8 a.m. on the first day of Disneyland Resort theme park reservations, anyone who started checking around 7 a.m. was placed into a pre-waiting room. So that's good to know. Maybe check in a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, so that's that's about it for that. Um, 
if you missed anything, go back, rewind, listen. Uh, we'll also put some resources on our uh, show notes. So just, you know, take your time, plan out a few days. Uh, don't be set on just one because you might be disappointed and um, just be patient. Make sure you're following all the instructions. Make sure you have all the ticket numbers and party members correct. You'll be golden. I have anxiety already. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Anyway. <laughs> That was a lot of news. Why don't we talk about merch? Yes. I just picked a couple of things that have just been released. Yes. Over the last couple of weeks that I thought were super cute that I think our pals will think are super cute as well. And I'm proud of you because it's not all lounge flies. I didn't even put a lounge fly, but now that we're talking about oh, lounge no. fly, they did just release a inside out lounge fly it's a an all over print uh faux leather lounge fly bag it's in the parks and on shop disney super cute it is cute we saw that this weekend Mm -hmm. really cute anger looks amazing (laughs) yeah i like it a lot um another thing on my list is some hitchhiking ghosts wine bottle stoppers it's a set of all three of the hitchhiking ghosts you can get the set for $24.99. Um, it's been spotted in Momento Mori in um, Walt Disney World and on Shop Disney. So if you're looking for some cute new things to add to your kitchen, definitely check those out. In addition to those three little wine bottle stoppers, um, all of the Mickey Mouse Wears home items have arrived at uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, They have so many different products that are available in this line. They have um, some sets of straws, which if you're like us and you can't stand the paper straws, definitely pick those up. You can definitely travel with these. They come with a little um, washer so that you don't have to walk around with a soda-filled straw all day long in your bag because that's disgusting and it'll attract ants. Duh. (laughs) In your backpack? You never know. <laughs> Knowing me, I would leave it in my backpack, take it home. I'd set it on the ground somewhere. I'd end up getting ants in my house. It'd be a whole big thing. It'd be, I'd just, just don't do it. Just scrub them out. Scrub them out. Um, there's Mickey cookie cutter sets, and they're actually like the good quality metal ones, not just the flimsy little ones. Uh, there's little Mickey head and a little Minnie Mouse bow. There's also a set of three different size Mickey head um, cookie cutters that, again, are the super good quality ones. There's a red Mickey colander, which is super cute. Um, definitely check all that stuff out if you're looking to redo your kitchen anytime soon because it all looks super cute. And you can do like a black and red Mickey themed. It's kind of sophisticated, yeah. not super like childish. Mm-hmm. I dig it a lot. Um, If you are a DVC member and the Beach Club Resort is your home resort, there is some brand new uh, Beach Club branded merchandise that hit Walt Disney World. It's all super cute. It's like Mickey in his little uh, old-fashioned swimsuit. There's pins. There's T-shirts. There's different tumblers that you can get. Um, You can get it online, and you can get it at Beach Club and at World of Disney. So do you have to be a, it has to be your home club to get that merch or anybody can get it? No, I'm just saying oh. it would be exciting if you are a owner of Beach Club. Yeah. Because then you actually have some stuff that's branded specifically towards your home resort. 
because I really want a lot of the Riviera stuff since that's our home resort. And it's very classy. It is. It's super cute. Not that I'm classy. But <laughs> no, you're dirty. We already had I this conversation. A dirty, bearded, tattooed freak. You said it, not me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, there's also some new uh, different travel containers, water bottles, and lunch boxes available at um, Walt Disney World at World of Disney. It's the Fun Eat Repeat line. Um, it's super cute. It is really cute. So the water bottles have like a little Mickey running that says play, drink, repeat on it. Um, there's some different little water bottles. Some of them look just like little like infinity signs Mm -hmm. with Mickey ears. Um, there's ones that have the actual, um, eat, play, repeat, and then the little infinity symbol and stuff on it. It's all got kind of that, that theme that they're going for right now with like the blues and oranges. It's really cute. It's a cool design too. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot. And they have like Tupperware containers and stuff, which is really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. I, it's a little expensive for like the Tupperware stuff. So unless you're going to use this for like your lunches, 25 bucks for one container. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then the, it's an insulated lunchbox, which is really nice. That's $34.99. That's not too bad, I guess. No. And it's got like a good crossbody strap on it if you're going to be like carrying it to and from work. So that's nice, but it's, it's definitely up there in price. You can definitely find something that's not branded. That's cheaper. But the whole point is it's Disney branded, so who cares? So it's worth it. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of those suckers. It's pretty bad. We are suckers. (sighs) Um, Speaking of tumblers, a lot of, okay, I guess I shouldn't say a lot of people. A lot of Walt Disney World people are super obsessed with Little Orange Bird. Yeah. He's really cute. I don't, it's one of those things that I don't get the hype. He's cute. I, I don't understand. It's it, a Walt though. Disney World thing. Yeah. It's, it's an orange. Yeah. Um, but they have a whole new line of different merchandise for him. There's some keychains. There's little, um, the little shoulder pet things. Yeah. They did a little orange bird. That's a smart one. Yeah. And then they also have a really cute tumbler that's exclusive for flower and garden that's still going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you can head to Disney World, I would definitely recommend that because it's super cute. Next on my super cute list. Um, (laughs) That's the new list, the super cute list. Everything was super cute that I found this This week. This one is very cute. Um, So it's been spotted at Disneyland, at Downtown Disney and World of Disney. Um, So you guys know that short, the little bow short? Bow. Yeah, it's really cute. They have a little mug. It's it's a bow mug. But every time I see that little thing, I just imagine it's it's mom eating eating them. Yeah. It's so just not think of it. It is a little weird. It's weird. But it's so cute. It's got such a little happy face and it comes with like a little lid that you can put on the mug. So if you're like me who likes to leave your coffee sitting around and getting cold, you can put the little lid on it. Oh my God. I'm so glad that was recorded. I, I do that. Though. You do that with every coffee you ever drink ever. Yeah, but today I did it on purpose because I was going to pour it over ice. I just needed it to be cooler for it to be over ice. A likely story. I finished it, fool. Mm-hmm. Don't start with me. But like I said, twenty four ninety nine at Downtown Disney. I love it. And then last on my list. The secute list. The secute <laughs> list. In case any of you guys are going back to the office anytime soon and you have to have a, a fancy tie or 
as a Dapper Day plan, since those are going to be starting back up again, Disney released some new Tomorrowland and Pixar ties that you can find at Downtown Disney. So the blue Tomorrowland tie features the exterior of Space Mountain, um, and then the yellow Pixar tie has little tiny Pixar balls over it. Uh, Each tie is $44.99. I don't really know how to gauge that price because I'm not a tie buyer. I'm a pretty firm no tie guy, but that sounds pretty reasonable for a tie. Okay. Well, if either of those tickle your fancy, they can be found at the dress shop in downtown Disney. I'll pass. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. But thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) It's a lot of merch, a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. Up next, Hidden Mickey's with the Kid. It's time for Hidden Mickey of the Week. Looking everywhere, Kenzie's here to share the Hidden Mickey of the Week. Hello! Alright, welcome to this week's episode of Hidden Mickey's with the Kid. It's the Kid. Hello! <laughs> uh, it's funny when you sound like the song. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> um, Alright, so, we had a chance to go to Touch of Disney. Yes. We got to see one of our favorite places in California Adventure, which is Radiator Springs. Mm-hmm. I love Cars Land. Um, and while we were there, you found a couple hidden Mickeys. Yes. All right. So why don't you tell us where this week's hidden Mickey is? This week's hidden Mickey is at Radiator Springs Curios, which is across from Flows and next to Cozy Cone. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. the uh, For those of you that don't know, it's the shop. That has all the signs on it. Yeah. It's the building that has the big old sign on the side that says, here it is, with a truck on it. Yes. <laughs> so, Radiator Springs Curios. So, the Hidden Mickey will be on the porch okay. on the left side. The so, left side of the door? Yes. Okay. The left side of the door. Uh, there is a window, and under the window, there is a circular yellow sign mm-hmm. that says pump. Okay. And... On top of the sign, there is a bunch of rust on it, mm-hmm. and in the rust, there's a hidden Mickey. In the there's a, pa- a hidden Mickey pattern in the rust. Yes, that's really cool. Yeah. All right. So next time you guys are out in Radiator Springs in Cars Land, check out Radiator Springs Curios. On the left hand side of the door, there's a window. Underneath it, there's a yellow sign that says pump. Yep. And in that on that sign, you're going to find the rust uh, Mickey head. Yes. Actually, no, you're not, because it's not made of the rust. Yes. It's an outline from the rust. Yes. Right. Okay. All right. Well, that was a good one. Mm -hmm. So, did you have fun at Touch of Disney? Yes. What was your favorite part? Food. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a favorite food item that you liked? Um, The Monte Cristo. Always a Monte Cristo. Yes. (laughs) And you actually tried it a different way this time. Yes. I usually just got the cheese. So, what did you do this time? I got ham and turkey. Mm -hmm, Because it comes Mm -hmm. with meat. You don't get a... A choice with the cheese or, or meat yeah. version. But you liked it. Mm-hmm. And you also did it with the jam. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you did because that mm-hmm. is honestly one of my favorite food items. At I didn't think that I was going to like it. I'm glad you did. <laughs> so all you kids listening out there, try it. You yeah. might like it. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much for that one, kiddo. And um, can't wait to see what you come up with next. Thanks for always putting in hard work for these hidden Mickeys with the You're kid. You're welcome. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you real soon. No food this week because we're talking about Touch of Disney, but up next is events and entertainment. 
just a couple things I wanted to talk about in events and entertainment this week. Uh, so I was really excited to hear that Star Wars Detours may finally arrive on Disney+. Plus. So this is a CGI animated Star Wars parody series created by Seth Green and Matthew Sen- Senrich? Senrich? Anyway, the creators of Robot Chicken. I don't know if you've ever seen the Robot Chicken uh, Star Wars stories. They're hilarious. So if this is anything like that, super excited. Uh, The series takes place between the Star Wars prequels and the original trilogy. And according to Seth Green, 39 episodes were completed. 39 episodes. That's crazy. That's a lot. Um, The series was announced in 2012 during Star Wars Celebration. But after Disney acquired Lucasfilm and the Star Wars franchise, the series was shelved since Disney felt they would rather focus on more serious projects such as the new sequel trilogy. So that'd be pretty cool if it does come to Disney plus I, I completely forgot that that would even was supposed to exist. So that was really good news. And then this is a rumor, but I'm hoping that it does come true. So there's a rumor that there's an R rated Deadpool animated series starring Ryan Reynolds coming to Hulu. Um, with the launch of 20th television, 20th television. That's so weird to say. 20th television. 20th century. Fox is now 20th television. So so with the launch of 20th television animation, we can expect to see Disney developing more animated shows geared towards adults. One series reportedly in development for Hulu is an R-rated Deadpool series starring Ryan Reynolds. How amazing would that be? I love him. I just, I love him in that role. I feel like he was born to play that role. Yeah, I do too. So that's exciting. Um, also exciting. We're doing another giveaway. Woo-hoo. So we're cleaning house. We had a, okay. So we had a bunch of giveaways planned for before, you know, COVID. The naughty um, times. And just, you know, <laughs> things just fell apart and, you know, we stopped doing the show for a little while to kind of get ourselves back together. Um, but we had some giveaways planned. So we have these pieces of merchandise kind of lying around the house, being mm-hmm. just ready to be in somebody's hands. So. Our challenge to you, head over to our Instagram and follow the instructions. That's it. We're going to have a number of winners, a number of giveaways. So head over to our Instagram starting on the 16th and we'll have some information about how to enter, what the prizes are. And I hope you win. Me too. (laughs) It'll be some good stuff. Let me unload this stuff. Exactly. So we're going to take a little bit of a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about A Touch of Disney. So we went to Touch of Disney. We did. Mm. Sorry. Got to turn your microphone on. I know. We did. That's crazy. We did. <laughs> uh, we were touched by Disney. Oh, gosh. Disney touched us. And it won't be the last time. There was time. so much touching going on. <laughs> Um, yeah, we had a great time. We really did. We went three times. We went three times. We didn't, spent a lot of need, money. Didn't need to go three times. <laughs> no, no. I just, I wanted to be able to experience everything so I could report back to everybody who listens because they asked us to. Yeah. Um, so we did go three times and we had a similar experience each time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start with. Forgive me, everybody, for saying this. Knott's Berry Farm did it better. True story. Yeah. So, okay. So here's here's the thing. So with, with Disney, like, you're paying for a premium experience, right? We all know this. So, you know, 
when it comes down to it, you paid $75 mm-hmm. to get into the event for parking. Uh, and you got a $25 gift card yeah. kind of thing. Dining card. Yeah. Oh, an unlimited uh, photo pass. Yeah. part of that. So it was, I think it was still kind of a good value. Um, but, uh, if you're looking at it as just an event, you'd never experienced the Knott's Berry Farm thing. Not an issue. Yeah. It was a good Disney event. We, <laughs> unfortunately for us, fortunately for us, however you want to look at it. Yeah. We experienced three Knott's Berry Farm food events mm-hmm. and they were done so well and the food was so good and the portion sizes were so large. So large. That it was like hard not to love it. So when you go to Disney and you get $25 towards food, I mean, we filled up a $25 card on one order. Yeah. Um, Sometimes but, not even the full order. Yeah. And so, you know, Comparing it to something else, I think Knott's Berry Farm did it better. Yeah. Being a Disney event, I think they did a good job. Their food was kind of lacking, if I'm being honest. Um, But we did find a lot of good food there. Mm -hmm. So don't be discouraged. I'm not knocking it completely. But there were some things that I wish they had done better. Um, So let me get the gripes out of the way (laughs) in the beginning. Then we'll talk about all the good stuff. Uh, The serving sizes, not big enough. The food quality, not as good as Walt Disney World. No, not even kind of. Yeah. We got a lot of really good food at the two different food events that we've been to at Disney World so far. So we know it's a it's something that Disney in general can do. They can do it. They just... They and didn't. I, and I feel like they had so much time to plan this and make yeah. it super great. Yeah. Because... Knotts has been doing this for basically a full year. Like they, yeah. they could have sent spies. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, it makes me wonder why the chefs in Walt Disney world aren't like prepping the chefs in Disneyland. Yeah. You know, they're doing it. Yeah. They've got a formula that works, you know, anyway, let's get all that negativity out of the way because oh, we had some oh. really great food. And one thing that I really appreciated about this event is that they were bringing back food items from your favorite food items from areas around the park from when they were open. So uh, first, let's talk about getting there. So pretty simple. We did both. We both walked in and drove in. So we had stayed um, the night before our first event. Yeah. Uh, I had and, to figure out my dates in my <laughs> yeah. head. And we walked up at the harbor entrance. Not too bad of a deal. Um <laughs> No, the line was not bad at all. No, we were just the idiots who chose to walk and were walking for way too long. Yeah, because we uh, underestimated how far our hotel was. Well, we yeah, we stayed at the the Embassy Suites up on Harbor by Buka. It's technically Garden Grove. Yeah, we Um, and we walked. We walked from there, which is not a long walk. But when you're not in, we realized we're not in. We're not in Disney shape anymore. I'm We're in not. COVID shape, which yeah. is round. Yeah. I got the COVID 20. I don't like this. Uh, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> we walked up to the harbor entrance, but it was super easy once you got there. The only thing was it was a little bit of a wait because that's the entrance for downtown Disney and touch of Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Now, if you do have reservations for downtown Disney, you you can walk up to the harbor entrance and they'll just walk you up to the front like they do on the other side as mm-hmm. well. So if you're going for downtown Disney, not a big deal. For Touch of Disney, we had to wait. So I think we waited probably 45 minutes. Yeah, but we were also there a little early, so we were just waiting for it, the gates yeah, to open we got in, for, the, for Touch of Disney. Yeah, we got into the park at 12.01. I thought we were in there a little bit earlier than that. No, it it hit noon right when we were walking in. So we didn't miss any time, uh, but we also did the parking structure on uh, one of the days. And um, that was super easy. That was super easy. Just, you know, something I know there's a short time left between now that we're recording this episode and you actually going. So if there's anybody that has not gone yet, um, don't get to the structure early because they're not open. Yeah, they have the pull the the security police people yeah. in front of there. Yeah. So it's blocked off. You can't even get in. So get there after 1130. Super easy to get in. And it looked like the flyover was open too. The flyover was open because so <laughs> sorry, let Patrick. me give you my advice. Patrick are one of our executive producers, uh, got in was, the wrong line. He was the cursed one for the day. I don't know if you have this in your Disneyland parties, but there's always a cursed one. The person uh, who picks the worst lines yeah. all day long. So we picked the perfect line. Patrick chose the wrong line because we were literally 45 minutes apart from each other when we and we actually drove in together. Which is crazy. So anyway, uh, if you're coming into the parking lot, make sure you veer all the way to the left and keep going as far left as you can because that flyover doesn't get a lot of traffic, whereas all the other lanes do. So yeah. just keep going to the left. You'll be fine. Um, all the reservations, super easy. So... We had a fairly large group um, on two of the days that we had gone. Mm-hmm. And so what we kind of did was, uh, and I'll give away my little secret. I'm okay with it. <laughs> We're not uh, going back. We don't need the yeah. tables. <laughs> so the tables, uh, if you're if you're over. By Sonoma Terrace. So actually where the, what was it, the blue. Blue Sky Cellars. Blue Sky God, Cellar. I could not get there. And then where they, for that short amount of time, had that little AP, AP Terrace. Yeah, or Terrace, yeah. It's right there. It's so a there's, solid spot. It's a solid spot because there's shade all day. There's bathrooms, bathrooms. And you're central to everything. Yeah. So what we did was we posted up there. We had a few people stay at tables and, you know, or eat or drink or whatever. And then we would have runners go and get the items because the reservation system, uh, it's, I'm sorry, not reservation mobile system, order. mobile order ahead. Uh, it was actually pretty easy to get through the day. Yeah. And uh, even though it was a little bit daunting and, and it looked a little bit aggressive because there were a lot of uh, locations that had like longer wait times because it's all based on a, like a reservation window. Uh, so it was, you know, say it was 1 PM. There wasn't a time to get a Monte Cristo until 4:20. you know, like that could but be a little I, bit daunting. I did learn like I normally do because I stock things. Uh-huh. They roll out sooner times, just like they do with fast passes. Yeah. So if you're like me and you just stock and stock and stock and keep refreshing all of a sudden, oh, it said 4.30, but now it says 1.15. I'm going to swoop that one yeah. real quick. So refresh the app. And this goes for anything that's app-based at Disneyland or Yeah, Disney they World. roll out times as they have it available. Always refresh the apps because you might get a better time. This goes for fast passes, mobile ordering, like anything. So Reservations. Reservations. Dining reservations, yeah. So keep an eye on the app and keep refreshing because you never know. You might get something right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So pretty cool. Um, 
uh, mobile ordering wasn't, you know, it was a good system. I think it worked well, but you could also walk up to some lines and just order in person. Yeah. They're, they're trying and, to avoid that. Though. Yeah. They, they were few and far between, but they let you know so that you weren't wasting your time standing around if they were allowing you to walk up and order. Yeah. Um, and for payment within that system, uh, you could link your touch of Disney dining card, but it wouldn't display if you had any alcohol in your order. And link is a very loose term because you can throw it on your app, but it's not going to stay there. You have to re-enter it every single time. So it wasn't saving your order and you can't combine dining cards. You can only enter one at a time. Which was a little bit frustrating because they had videos showing how to do it, but it wasn't available in everybody's app. Mm-hmm. Nobody at our, in our group, and we had a pretty large group, had access to that feature, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. And yeah. we had the most up-to-date app. Yeah. So that was a little bit frustrating, but being able to link a card that they were giving you it in any way was kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but like, say you, like if you were in a group of two and you each had the $25 dining card, if there was a dollar left on one and then $25 left on the other, if you linked that $1 card, you couldn't go in and link the other $25 right. card to pick up the rest of it. You, it was either one or the other. But you can do it in person. Yeah. I, I thought that the two cards that I had left over were just lost. And she's like, no, give them to me. So you can do it in person. So just, you know, there's a little, f- there's a few things they could have worked out better. But all in all, it was a good experience. Mm-hmm. I, we had a good time. Um, one thing that we will say, if you haven't gone yet and you have reservations this week, because uh, I think it runs through what, 17th? 18th. 18th. Um, be prepared to spend money. We spent a lot. We spent a lot of money on food. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know. It's similar to what you would do at Walt Disney World. You pay for everything. Yeah. Uh, the 25 bucks comes in handy, but I mean, at the end of the day, we paid we for maybe a handful probably, of things. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it wasn't that beneficial. Um, <clears throat> so the way I looked at it, the way I justified it, we got a ticket into Walt, uh, to Disney California Adventure for 50 bucks. Yeah. Then we bought food, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and we got free parking, you know, so uh, I would say it had somewhat of a value. What would you say is your favorite thing about the event? Just being in the parks after being gone for a year. Yeah. Yours is a little bit more sappy than mine. Yeah. <laughs> mine was honestly, they had a radio station playing. Oh, yeah, that was really Everywhere cute. that was open to the public. Um, and it was uh, KBVS. <laughs> Which my Which five-year-old not... baby cousin thought they were saying, baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No, so they had a little jingle. KBVS. <laughs> Baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so it stood for Buena Vista Street, Buena Vista Street Radio. Um, and they had really funny, wait, like, little commercials. Hang on. It went KBVS, Buena Vista Street Radio. Is that yes, how it went? It was like a it was like a forties jingle. That's not even what and, I was thinking of. Yeah. Well point of a street radio. No, but like the, the little like commercial things is what I was thinking of. And you had that friggin- Did you not re- did you not hear it? I wasn't ever listening to it. Oh I was goodness. just listening to the funny little commercial bits my that ears were in between. Were glued to the radio station because of the commercials. So they had like an old timey radio guy. I like And those. so it was funny because it was like it was like commercials in a, on a radio station because they were playing music. But they would have the commercial breaks. And all of these commercial breaks were this guy talking about like all the technology and ways to get around the park and different things that you could do. So it was nice because they were announcing like how to use the app, 
you know, where to post on social media. Um, and then like, they were dropping hints at like what was open. So like they would tell you what stores were open. They had mm-hmm. a commercial for bing bongs, mm-hmm. but it's all done by this forties radio announcer. And so it was really funny when it got to like TikTok and be sure to post on your TikTok. I don't know what that means, you know? Like, <laughs> and then uh, another one was uh, something about like make the sure original you, for you page. Yeah. And then he was like um, talking about the app. He's like, you've got a supercomputer in your pocket. Use it. And it was just like the most hilarious thing. There's something the about memes. Yeah. For me. Memes. Am I saying that right? Or yeah. something like that. It was just so funny. It was such a good time. So that was probably my favorite part is, is the, the amount of care that went into their radio station. You know, it was a full radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, they also had characters out, which was awesome. The mm-hmm. first one we saw was goofy. And then he was shortly after that, fo- uh, followed by Max mm-hmm. who danced to stand out, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Um, but Pluto was out. We saw Chip and Dale, Donald and Daisy. Uh, we Mickey saw and Mickey Minnie. and Minnie. Uh, Miguel. Yeah, and Joy was out over on the emotional whirlwind. Yeah, so definitely a lot of opportunities to see characters still. Um, but at, I guess at some point, not on one of the days that we were there, but at some point there was some Incredibles characters out at the Incredicoaster. Oh, okay. I saw pictures, um, but they weren't there when we were there. And that was another thing that was really cool is they were running the the attractions. And mm-hmm. so they had the, just kind of a tease. the fun wheel spinning uh, with the roller coaster behind it. It was just it was a really good setting, uh, even though you didn't hear the screams like you still heard that you could the, feel that it was you missing. Could feel it, was funny. That it was missing people, um, but it was really nice to have the attractions up and running. Um, but, you know, obviously the whole purpose of the event was food and we ate a lot of it. Uh, and one of my favorite things about them putting together this menu, which I do appreciate this menu, uh, they were bringing back a lot of the park favorites, mm-hmm. some things that you've been missing over the past year. So we were finding favorites uh, from Bengal Barbecue, Cozy Cone, Jolly Holiday, the Food Carts, Cafe Orleans, Carnation Cafe. Um, you know, so when we went through the menu, we were looking for the items that we missed. Mm-hmm. So among those, uh, we had Walt's Chili. Delicious. Which is was just as delicious as sitting down in Carnation Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the um, the Monte Cristo mm-hmm. from Cafe Orleans, which is, uh, we were talking about it with Kenzie on Hidden Mickeys with the Kid. Uh, it was it was just the same as sitting down at Cafe Orleans for a Monte Cristo, just smaller. It was a smaller version. It was basically half of a, a Monte Cristo sandwich. Yeah. The one thing that was missing, though. What was missing from Palm that? Freaks. Palm Freaks. Palm Freaks. <laughs> I wanted Absolutely. them so bad that whole Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Uh, but then even down to like uh, the chimichanga from the carts. Mm-hmm. I love that chimichanga. It's one of my favorite chimichangas in the world. I know. We were so full. And at the end of the night, my mom was like, oh, I wanted a chimney. And I was like, Sean, go. So we Take went her. and got chimneys. <laughs> and I ate one in front of uh, Elias and company. And it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. Um, but some other things that we had tried were the pepperoni pizza egg rolls. Did not like those. I, okay. I have a critique Mm -hmm. when they plate or tray them, it comes with a marinara and a pesto sauce, but they put little squirts of each in the tray and then they put the egg rolls on top. It just made my egg rolls get soggy. Yeah. 
if they just like put them in little cups next to it and the egg rolls were able to stay crispy. Yeah. I think I would have liked them a lot more, but because they were gooey, it wasn't really an egg roll anymore. Yeah, because they try to bring like fine dining to fair food. Yeah, it's you just know, not and it just sometimes it doesn't Ooh, work. Hang on, little side cheese man note. Yeah, when we were at uh, Touch of Disney on our the last day that we went, mm-hmm. there was a dad losing his mind at a table near us because he was all pissed off over the food, and he was yelling at his wife, and he was like, "We paid seventy dollars, seventy five dollars a person for fair food." I was like. Yeah. Disneyland. Shut up. (laughs) It wasn't really fair food. But he was not thrilled. And it stayed in my mind and I laughed at him all day long. Oh, no. Don't be such a bummer. Was that you out there? Are you listening? Tell me if it was you. I want to know why you were so sad. Sir, calm down. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) But literally, I looked at him like, ew, stop. He was mad. That's rude. Um we did have two mac and cheese dishes, and both were fantastic. We had technically we had oh actually we had three, three. because we had the carbonara. Coast, yeah, we had the carbonara mac and cheese with the like thick pork it was belly pork whatnot. belly. Oh, it was so good. Um, the brisket mac and cheese mm-hmm. from Smoke Jumpers, and a macaroni and bacon cheese cozy cone. The cozy cones always delight. Yes. Oh, so I guess we had two chilies, too, because we had Walt's chili and then we had a chili cone queso. That's true. I love it. That is true. So, so, so much. Um, And then the cheese plate wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Well, it wasn't bad at all. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be bad because how do you get a cheese plate in that fashion? It was just small, but it was still good. Um, You did the mimosa flight. Who did the mimosa flight? Jocelyn got the mimosa flight and the two... That I tried that she had brought back both tasted like feet. (laughs) (laughs) They were pretty. They were 100% Instagram drinks. Like the one that we did at Walt Disney World. We haven't talked about that one yet. But yeah, sometimes they're drinks I'm breathing fire just thinking about it. Yeah, pretty bad. Um, But uh, they had watermelon agua fresca, which was... It was good. It was kind of watered down. But it was, they also did it with a lot of ice. Yeah. And so, or not a lot of ice. It was like. Not enough ice. And so it it got watered down pretty easily. Yeah. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite, but it was good. It was refreshing. Yeah. Uh, The chicken gumbo. Which is that the same, was that the same chicken gumbo that they have at French Market? I don't know. I don't think it it was. It didn't taste the same. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit maybe saltier, Mm -hmm. more sodium than the one at, uh. French market, French market, but it was still good. Yeah. I mean, I, lo- I love gumbo. It was a it was a good gumbo. Yeah. Um, but my, one of my favorite items was the hot link corn dog, which you can normally get at Corn Dog Castle, right? But they had it at Award Wieners. Uh, yeah, and let me say, like, which it's been a while since I've had Award Wieners, even before the parks closed. Had they switched from hot dogs to corn dogs? No, they hadn't. Mm-mm. Okay. Just for this event, I think. But the hot link corn dog. It's huge. It's enormous. And I had two over two days. You did. <laughs> They're so good, heartburn. though. I didn't get heartburn, but I definitely felt it. I, I gained about 50 pounds. <laughs> um, the uh, So over at... Um, Cozy Cone. Oh, we can talk about Cozy Cone. Oh, I thought that's what you were good. No, that's fine. Looking Cozy at our Cone. notes, sir. Don't look at notes. We're just talking. Okay, I'll stop. Um, <laughs> no, we need them. Uh, we, okay, Delete. Cozy Cone we did... Yeah, so we did the... The bacon mac and cheese and the chili con queso. And we did the root 66 beer float 
Yes. <laughs> and the Paradise Soda. And we also did the, it was like a vodka limeade. Oh, that's right. Which, whew, that was tart. Yeah. It was good. It was just very tart. Yeah. Um, the Paradise so- Soda. Ramon's pair of dice soda. Have power pine salt. <laughs> power pine salt. Yeah, I didn't. It was kind of soap tasting. I don't really drink, so I've kind of that lost one didn't my have alcohol, alcohol in it. Oh, the pair of dice. Oh, that's right. That was the soda. no, it, no. You had the limeade, and you yeah. didn't like that. I don't think I tried the pair of dice. The soda. pair of dice soda tasted Say like pine salt. Pair, pair of, of dice. dice soda. Pair of dice soda. <laughs> but literally, Daniel took a drink, and he was like. That's the power of pine salt, baby. And I was like, what? And I took a drink of it and I was like, oh, that does taste like soap. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. You know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, we still had a good time. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the, we had a couple different experiences with the same restaurant, completely different experiences, same food items. Yes. So, um, where did, where was that from? Cocina Cucamonga. Cocina Cucamonga. Uh, they had two tacos that we were really interested in. Yes. One was the um, Asian style beef barbacoa street tacos. Mm-hmm. And the other one was the tacos de papa. Mm-hmm. Um, so Asian style beef barbacoa, obviously it's a beef dish, uh, really good seasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, tacos de papa, let's just say it left something to be desired. It was a tater tot. It was a tater, it was a tater tot on a, okay, so we got, it was, it was a beer battered tater tot. I'm glad we saw the final product because when we had gotten ours, they basically gave us tortillas with meat on them and no, nothing else. A, tor- a, corn, a, a tortilla corn tortilla with meat on it and then a flour tortilla with a tater tot in it with nothing on it. No, no, no. It wasn't that it was a flour tortilla. It was that it was one that had two corn tortillas and one that had a flour cor- tortilla and a corn tortilla. It was so... It was mismatched. I was so confused. And there was no, like, there was nothing with it. So There was no quality control in our first order. It was supposed to be... Um, onions and cilantro. Onions, cilantro, and something so else. So it was, for the, for the Tacos de Papa, it was supposed to be onions, cilantro, and salsa. They, they put the salsa on the side for the... <laughs> on the side for the Asian style beef barbacoa it was supposed to be onion cilantro and then like a, a pickled onion slaw but like <laughs> so they okay I went and got this one by myself they handed me the order <laughs> and they said we're out of cilantro and onions right now they're coming to get some do you want to wait for it and I was like well, you've already handed me my food. Yeah. So it's going to start getting cold. So no, I don't want to wait for it. And they're like, okay, we have the salsa. And they just kind of plopped a cup on top of my food. Yeah. So, I mean, if you looked at, I don't want to post a picture because I'm not trying no, to dog. It's rude. It. it is rude. But if you ever see us, just ask us if you, to see yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was basically this corn and flour tortilla. Yeah. With a tater tot on it, basically. Yeah. It looked more like a mozzarella stick. It did like it was, a like a but really a, crunchy. It was a big tater tot. Yeah, and literally the salsa in the taco. In the, but it's still but in, in a its cup. cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was I walked fun. up to the table and Sean was like, "Did you seriously put the salsa in the taco?" I know. And I was like, I was like, no, super, the lady did. <laughs> I was super annoyed. I'm like, "Why'd you put the cup in my taco?" <laughs> I was like, "I didn't uh, do it. The lady did." But, but I was also trying to carry two tacos. And a Diet Coke, and a water bottle, and a pineapple margarita. You chose to be the runner. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, I yeah. did. But but side note, that pineapple margarita. The pineapple margarita. The, that pine- the pineapple. Delicious. I can't even say it. The pineapple margarita was the MVP. I think of the day because everybody loved it. I drank so many pineapple margaritas. Yeah, over three days. And I didn't like. I never got like inebriated. She says. Anyway, I didn't. No, so the tacos- they were just delicious. I, I spaced them out and I drank water bottles. They just tasted very good. So big hit with pineapple margaritas. The I'm going to keep harping on this taco, but it just, it just didn't deliver. But we had some other people order it within our group and it came prepared the way it was supposed to. And it was better. The beef barbacoa though, that meat was heaven. It was mm-hmm. so good. Even without all the fixings, it was really, really good. What else did you get? That was all the stuff that I ordered already. I feel like we had so much more. Oh, I did a frozen uh, Coke and rum, rum and Coke. That just, I, t- I don't think they put rum in it. <laughs> I think it was just a frozen, Coke, I think it was just a Coke, slur- Coke Slurpee. Delicious. Always delicious. Good, always delicious. Um, I'll go to 7-Eleven and get one right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, we had a, we had a good time. Like it was so good to be in the parks. It was. Oh, wait, we yeah. also got Dole Whip. We did get Dole because Whip. Because they did have that at the Adorable Snowman and they did a, a lemon pineapple swirl, which tasted very good together. I didn't try it together. I'm not a big fan of lemon. I thought you did. You ate some of my ice cream. There's a photo of us eating the ice cream together. I, I forced you into an awkward lady in the tramp moment. Now, the photo looks as if I'm eating the ice cream, but what I'm doing is I'm just literally touching my tongue to cold. Oh. <laughs> I didn't taste any of it. Fine. I didn't want you but to But you enjoy also it gave me, me the Dole Whip side. Anyway. Oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, because you said I don't like lemon, so yeah, I was like, I don't like lemon. There you go. Uh, but it looked good. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. I was just glad to get a Dole Whip. It was very refreshing. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was like we got lucky because the weather was like super nice. It wasn't too cold. Mm-hmm. It was you know enough sun to last all day, and we didn't have to wear um, sweaters. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we walked. I had jeans and a t-shirt on, and I was very comfortable all day. Mm-hmm. So it was, I don't know. It was nice to be at the parks, though. It was nice to see some old sites, saw some old faces that we hadn't seen in a while. Uh, you know, obviously like a year. Um, you know, all in all, it was a good event. And, um, you know, I, I feel like with the the processes they have in place for like the mobile ordering and all that stuff, I feel like we got a really good preview of what it's going to be like once the parks open. They're going to try to have as little contact with people as possible. So, you know, if you have Apple Pay or any kind of touchless um, payments, Google Pay, anything like that, the tap to pay cards, use them because it's super easy. Yeah. Um, and then the queues, I think they did a good enough job with the queues. Um, you know, we'll see how it looks at Disneyland because, again, we have a pretty small park. Uh, so it's going to be really interested to see, interesting to see kind of how they space everybody out. Um, but, I, you know, I'm going to say, like I've said every time we've talked about this Disneyland Disney as a company, they can put as many policies as they want into place to keep people away from each other, but they cannot change people. Yeah. And you know, our first day we had some people basically standing on top of us, uh, when we were in line just to get into the Esplanade. Um, and you know, sometimes you have By to, the way, yeah. if someone asks you to give them some space, don't get mad at them. That's yeah. so annoying. Just be like, oh, my bad. Didn't realize. If it's a small lapse in judgment, nobody's going to be mad at you for it. 
Well, yeah, but when I you mean, get I defensive, did, is when it's these, like you. This group got like super defensive, and, and I was super. I was polite about it. I, I I said, "I'm so sorry, but you're just too close. Can I have some space?" And it wasn't. I mean, I'm not. I'm vaccinated. You know, like yeah. I'm not. It wasn't. It wasn't so much about like COVID. It was more just like, hey, get out of my bubble. Yeah, we you were. Know? We just were forced to stay apart for the last year. Like. Don't be that bad apple that forces us apart again <laughs> because yeah. you don't know how to freaking social distance. Yeah. And, it, you know, it was again, it wasn't so much about like the COVID thing. It was just like this lady was like screaming in my ear. And like, you know, I just I don't want people that close to me in normal circumstances. Yeah. You know, let alone during this, this global pandemic. So, you know, I turned around and I, I said politely, I'm sorry, you know, I, I need some more space. And they literally talked trash about me the rest of the, the line. And that was about 45 minutes. So I don't know. Be respectful. Stay out of people's way. What, what's our new our new slogan? Wear a mask. Stay away from people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the rules of the park, everybody. So let's follow them. Uh, anyway. Or else they're going to lock us back in our houses. They're going to lock us back in our houses. And I just want to go to Disneyland. Yeah. What so, Disney World? We got way off topic. Or but... Tokyo Disney. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, I got way off topic, but... Uh, Touch of Disney was a success. We are glad that we were able to go. Uh, can't wait for the parks to reopen. You know, good times. I have a stomachache just thinking about the parks reopening <laughs> because I have to lay out my plan tomorrow. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you asked that question with your mic on, but you no, didn't. I was. I had to press record again. Oh, well, maybe you should ask the question with your mic on. Anything else you want to say about Touch of Disney? <laughs> it was great. If you still have tickets for the coming dates, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, I would say stay away from the uh, tacos, tacos de papa. De papa. Um, but get a pineapple margarita. Get a lot of pineapple margaritas. Mm-hmm. Get a dole with. We also got churros. We didn't talk about churros. Fluffernutter um, churro. I think our our fans have heard me talk about the Fluffernutter yeah, churro enough. They're like, this girl needs... A hobby. <laughs> I, I would say, look at the menu. If you see something that you recognize from a restaurant from around the park, get that item because Definitely. it's going to be good. Nostalgia. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, let's uh, let's let's do our quote of the week. It's time for our quote of the week. Putting words together that last forever. It's quote of the week. Okay, so I don't know if you do this when I when you read a quote, but anytime I read a quote, I literally imagine these, this person saying this to me. And I think this week, uh, uh, the, the past few months, like there's been some stuff in my head, and I think Walt's talking directly to me with this quote. First, think. Second, believe. Third, dream. And finally, dare. I think that's sound advice for anybody that's kind of you know, in the middle of, of two things, uh, starting a new venture, creating a new business, you know, starting a new hobby, uh, starting a new podcast, you know, things like that. Uh, it's going to take these things think, believe, dream, and dare. Wonderful words from Walt. Um, so happy. And on that note, that's the end of our show. We want to thank you so much for being a part of our show. Uh, we really enjoy doing this. I'm so glad that we can be back and talking about the parks uh, again. We had so much fun at Touch of Disney. You know, no matter what we said that may have been negative, 
overall the the experience was so positive and so magical and being able to see some old faces old friends that we haven't seen in forever see the attractions you know making it as far back into the park as we could you know before we were cut off before cars land so it was nice to see the parks and we're so looking forward to what's going to come next with disneyland so excited that they're opening and we're gonna have some new attractions to look forward to some refurbishments and new experiences it's going to be an experience and we're so excited to to enjoy it with you thanks so much for for being a part of our family uh if you have anything that you wanted to add any comments questions or stories make sure you email us friends at magic on main street podcast.com also make sure you follow us on instagram you can find us at magic on main pod our dear friend karen who is you know one of the executive producers we call them also the street team <laughs> she's actually taken on uh running our our Instagram and it's been so great to have some more content up there. You know, Tabitha and I both get pulled away in so many different directions in a day. So it's nice to have an extra hand. Um, so yeah, we're, we're so excited to be able to share some more on Instagram and then, um, yeah. Uh, anybody that still wants to support us on Patreon, it really helps us with the monthly expenses, uh, for a little two bucks a month, you'll get early access to our show and you never have to listen to ads. If you want to find out more, just head over to patreoncom slash magic on main street and please subscribe if you haven't already. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you wouldn't mind. It takes you like 30 seconds, and it really helps us get into the into the listings. Um, we were pretty high before we took our hiatus, and we're just slowly crawling our way back up to the top. So I'm really excited to get that back in a good place. So leave us a review. And be honest. Tell us how we're doing. Uh, but, you know, on that note, uh, on behalf of Tabitha Kenzie, Daniel Scar, and myself... Thanks for listening to the Magic on Main Street podcast. We'll see you real soon. Goodbye. Magic on Main Street, just like a churro, you're so sweet. Our time with you is such a treat. Spread the Disney love. Thanks for hanging out with us on Main Street.